0: back to the podcast. Got another episode for you guys. Sam's in with me. What's hey, up? What's going on? Dude, uh, you know, winter weather um, apparently across the country. Folks in the south are flipping out over what we call Tuesday up here. <laughs> right. uh, it's. I mean, all jokes aside, I do feel pretty bad. I know that they're not really equipped to handle the weather. Um, but yeah, for us, I mean, it sucks. And I, I hand shoveled my way out yesterday um, because I did not have the foresight to make sure I had uh, the the gas oil, the the, the two stroke um, mixture to run the snowblower that I have. So uh, there were definitely points when I was digging myself out that uh, my the snow pile I was trying to move was like three and a half feet tall. Yep. It was uh, it's not a good time. Came in. Uh, I did this during when I was supposed to be working, right? So came in, take off my jacket, took off my hoodie. Found that I had sweat through my t shirt completely, <laughs> uh, and had to shower before I got on my next conference call. It was just. It's not a great day for me, but, you know, hey, I got to skip the gym tonight, so... Yeah, man. There it is. Um, Free workout. And, uh, yeah, apparently, you know, Beto O'Rourke is out in the world talking about why it's uh, guns' fault that they have uh, climate issues right now or weather issues, in, I should say, in Texas. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Shared that on the Facebook page a little bit earlier today. Uh, just complete nutter utter bullshit. Um, but in the spirit of complete and utter bullshit, uh, what we're going to talk about this episode guys is i put together a list of nine possibly ten um instagram fallacies right because you gotta do it for the gram mm. right everything's about the gram and the social media these days and i mean i say that as being somebody who puts videos on instagram so uh i it, it's self-deprecating uh, i realize that but we're still going to talk about it because there's a lot of things on there that uh, i don't agree with and this is like totally uncut from sam because you don't have the list in front of you (laughs) so we're just gonna get your straight up opinions on this stuff yeah
1: dude
0: um but i think we've talked about most of these at some point you know between each other so we'll it will be fine um number one on my list because we were literally just talking about this appendix versus strong side carry Mm.
1: um
0: i feel like in the 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 Mm. the gun community as a whole right now like appendix is king
1: so just like everything else uh, there is a pop culture popular culture inside of the the gun world right and i feel like uh, appendix carry is a pop culture thing now i'm not saying that it doesn't have a place i'm not saying that it's good i'm not saying that it's bad but i do think it's 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 on this this wave yeah, no, for sure. Wave. And
0: and it, it lends itself to, a, there's a lot of benefits to it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I mean, it, You get it, a
1: fast draw. Well, for for sure.
0: sure. I mean, you got a lot, if you do the the the, the full um sidecar or whatever, appendix right. rig that's got right. the built-in magazine, you know, it's good. We were talking about vehicle stuff, you know, from a seated position. Obviously, it's right there. You're uninhibited. Like, you're yeah. a faster draw.
1: Yeah, easier um, access. You could say that yeah. one could argue that it's easier to defend. Uh, yeah, because your, your hands your can stay your hands are, uh, uh, are right there. Yeah, you can right stay center it.
0: line, center mass, you know, but right. um, I don't. So, okay, so like, I have some medical issues that are kind of prohibiting me from being really comfortable with appendix carry or as, as comfortable as you can be
1: mm-hmm. with
0: appendix. Yep. <laughs> um, and, and that's, you know, and you said, well, appendix carry is not comfortable and everyone, you know, all the internet commandos jump up and go, well, if you know, uh, carrying yeah. a gun's I, not comfortable. I carry
1: a fucking 2011 appendix carry, bro. Yeah, like or, you know, guy. oh,
0: carrying a gun's not comfortable. Suck it up, Sandy. <laughs> it's like, yeah. no, I mean, within, like, let's talk about in the parameters of, of comfort of carrying a firearm, uh, regardless of size, because right. it's pretty relative depending on what size you're carrying. Um, but it's not the most comfortable way. And I'm, yes, I'm a bigger guy. Yes, I need to lose some weight. I understand believe it or not it's not the first time i've come to that realization <laughs> so uh, i mean i get it um, yeah. and you know it's got its it's its pros it's it, the cons though really are it's not for everybody you know i mean
1: yeah teach their own so i am i'm i'm a shorter dude and yeah. i would say i'm like pretty average body weight yeah right and i still hate appendix carry look and, i I, and, I don't like it at all
0: and you we had talked about you really got away from it because you got kids, right? You're
1: dude. Yeah, man. I, I got kids who every time they fucking reach up, you know, it's like dick height, and I yeah. don't want them slapping my my balls or, or my gun. Well, and, and you're uh,
0: bending over to pick them um, up or, or clean up after God, them. God,
1: just bending over fucking a thousand times a day to pick them up and clean yeah. up their shit. You know, when when you rock appendix and you're constantly bending over, like, dude, that that's really fucking uncomfortable. Um, yeah. So especially you know i I also had some medical stuff come up last year yeah yep. where um i mean it's a little embarrassing but i'll say you know i I had to have an ostomy bag Mm -hmm. for like almost like a fucking year yeah yeah you know it was a long process yeah yeah and you know now i'm i'm back to like you know normal or whatever um but for a while dude like i had a bag in front of me that literally like, i i you couldn't I it couldn't, made left no room for a, yeah uh, there's no room to carry see gun and that's there, that's so. the thing
0: that kind of kills me about you know why this is like a fallacy right and is uh and i don't know if you know who um on instagram shooter Rugi. he's a guy during the portland riots yeah, he, he yeah, took yeah, the yeah. ar-15 from the rioter and stuff yes. former marine and, and stuff but he put out a video basically like a like a what the fuck video to people on on youtube just hey you don't know what people are dealing with. You have no idea the circumstances, their situation. So, you know, don't judge people for X, Y, and Z. Cause yep. you probably don't F and no, and, you know, help people where you can. And that's, that's really the point, right? Is that you don't know what people are dealing with. Like, can I carry appendix? Yes. Can you carry appendix? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it the best fit? Um, some days, probably, Maybe, maybe most not. days it sounds intended. like probably not, you yeah. know, you know, if now, if you're, I'm assuming if you were doing contract work of some variety or just in a situation where you were away from your kids, not having to deal with that yeah. for two weeks or something. Or you
1: just have the body type where it just works with you, man. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, and that's cool. the thing is
0: it, is it a little bit faster on the draw?
1: Yeah. But I think
0: that anything with training can be quick. Like strong yeah. side was the standard for a long time. You know, and Mm. and to to a degree, it really still is for a lot of people.
1: Right. So uh, after after 2020, you know, messing around with, like, different ways to carry and everything, Mm -hmm. um, I carried almost a year doing uh, 5 o'clock carry, and then I'll have my spare mag at 7 o'clock. And I have grown to really, really like it. Um, It's really comfortable. You know, okay, I'm... Fractions of a second slower on my draw, you know. F- fucking sue me. Right. No, uh, well, I mean, but, and, and they will Instagram. Yeah, yeah like, the IG gun as well. But you know what? Like, i'm dude, I'm, I'm way more comfortable, and, well, and I, I can wear my gun for like the entire day, and that's not it. Even, right.
0: Gonna have What's going to enable you to best carry most consistently? You know, what yeah. I mean, you got to find like like everything else, right? You got to find that. Yeah, strike that that balance between functionality and comfort and and form and everything and you know for me i'm right now you know i, I did the appendix thing for a while but even when i was doing a pen carrying appendix i didn't you know i never really uh, subscribed to that whole ideology about the, the the rig up front you know i i really do like having my mag at like three o'clock four o'clock on my left side mm. um it's just it for me it's more comfortable when i'm sitting down but also it's it's a little bit more parallel to what i'm doing when i'm running a battle belt So some of that motion, Mm. some of those mechanics maybe, and I could be totally wrong. Maybe I'm just bullshitting myself, Mm. but it it feels like, you know, there's a little, you you draw the parallels where you can in training and things like that. So I like it there. Um, If I'm not going to carry appendix, which lately I haven't been, um, four o'clock five o'clock somewhere between somewhere over there three o'clock is okay um the issue i kind of run into is it just like it sits right on my hip bone yeah yeah. it's 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 really just not that comfortable it's it's not it's ideal because that's where your gun sits when you're rocking the battle belt right when you're uh over carrying yeah um but it's just not from a comfort standpoint just dropping it back i mean it's what an inch and a half
1: yeah it it makes a lot of difference that big of a deal man
0: yeah so i mean bottom line guys whatever is most comfortable for you is what you should do so pros and cons to both point number two red dots on pistols iron sights are useless
1: yeah that's it so, here's the thing, okay, people I, that
0: know what they're talking about like they don't say this but you see everybody on instagram who's trying to be somebody yeah they got the acro they got all, all, the, it's all the bells and whistles man yeah
1: okay so when it comes to this really my answer is or so what is shooting I mean, what, you know, what what do you do when you shoot? You have sight alignment and trigger control. I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of other elements that go into it, but if I were to break it down into two things, sight alignment, trigger control, does an optic help you get your sight on target faster? Yes, it does. No doubt. Uh, Absolutely. Um, is it probably faster or not even probably It's proven at this point? Is it faster than iron sights? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Now, does that mean that iron sights are now like, bro? You're in the past, man. You know, and like, and there's no fucking way. Yeah. You, you can survive nowadays with iron sights. So, like, well, no. Just train, and you'll yeah. be you'll be fine.
0: Yeah, I really don't think there's a. I mean, yes, the the optic is it is the way of the future i mean yeah it is. i agree um but the thing is not to say that you need to have the red dot to be successful nope um honestly and again this is another conversation you and i had i think maybe a couple weeks back because i was looking at getting my 43x milled Mm -hmm. for uh like the hollow sun um 407k i think 507 their naming conventions suck anyways um and it just you know it's bulky you know for a concealed carry piece I feel like more shit is a, is a bigger problem.
1: Yeah, I agree. So for concealed carry, I I don't. Yeah. Well, actually, I mean, I'm not gonna bullshit. I don't carry fucking optics on any pistols. Well, to be totally honest. Yeah. But um, but for concealed carry, you know, I I just don't see a need. So if you look at the average situation where you're concealed carrying, uh, like what's the situation where you'd have to draw? Typically, it's react ambush. Right, so in this react ambush situation, you're probably what zero to five yards. Yeah, I mean, you would assume. Uh, Assuming it could be different, but yeah, yeah, let's let but let's just like put a uh, numerical figure on there. Let's say like ninety percent of it, you're within zero to five. Yeah, you know, Um, from that distance, I mean, really, it did. You're fucking point shooting. Mm -hmm. So. Okay. nice to have you know yeah so yeah it, it's nice to have but like it's not going to make or break you you could still you could still draw just as fine with with just iron sights you know point yeah at least get the gun fucking pointing you know in in the a zone right and then yeah you know pop a few and rounds. i think
0: there's something to be said for people that can shoot <clears throat> they can shoot well with either or because really i mean optic and here's the thing the nature of an optic is it Can fail now. There's tons of torture tests out there, and you know if you guys ever check out like Sage Dynamics, he's like world renowned at this point for his torture tests on pistol Mm -hmm. optics. um But that's the thing is that yeah, you want to buy one that's not gonna fail. But everything has a failure point.
1: Fails eventually. You know
0: something happens. I mean, who's to say the gun's not gonna get shot? Right, a Mm -hmm. bullet will shatter any glass on on an optic. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. so whether you got a Trigicon RMR, which is basically a tank of pistol optics or the aim point acro delta point anything in between hollow sun whatever it could fail maybe yeah. you're just that guy that forgot to change your batteries and that's not a failure of the optic right. but reali- you know realistically you don't have that dot there so yep. you know a that's why you have backup iron sights that you know co-witness and everything but it can go either way so don't feel bad about not having the red dot on the slide
1: No, it's, um. it's cool to have but it's not it's not like a make or break
0: Right, number three. Okay, Gucci Gear is a must. Definitely. So if you look at stuff right now, <laughs> like um, like like let's just like plate carriers and belts. Like if we just keep it real generic, um, <clears throat> you having been in the service, right? Um,
1: yeah, I have a good story. To tell you
0: about uh, it's this. you make you get a lot better or you're a lot more proficient with a lot worse kit you yeah. know, and yes. doing it where it matters, you know, or even look at law enforcement, right? God knows those decisions are all made on, a, based off of budget, not necessarily off of the quality of the product.
1: You're right. You know, right. so,
0: and, I, and you see people like, um, you know, on Facebook groups or like, or Instagram and you know, people are learning to shoot and they're like, Hey, what can I do to get better at this? And th- without fail, every time it's like one of the first five comments is, well, get rid of that condor shit and pick up this, 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 and this. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I don't know if that's really what this dude's problem is. Maybe it's just <laughs> working on sight alignment to get faster. Right.
1: Okay. So when it comes to gear, um, quick story, when I was a, uh, young, younger attack P, um, we went to the range with an army unit, army infantry unit. And, you know, I, I had some, like, y- you could call it like cool guy kit at the time, you know, like c- compared to what the army had. <laughs> um, but I still wasn't very good at shooting at that point. And I remember, like, all the Army infantry guys just, like, talking mad shit to me. They're like, hey, man, how's that fucking high-speed helmet helping you out? You know, it's just, like, talking so much shit because I, you know, I was wearing all this, like, cool guy gear. But, dude, I couldn't shoot to save my life. Yeah, it really doesn't matter. Right. Now, fast forward a year later um, where I started investing quite a lot of time into, you know, into my uh, marksmanship. hmm and uh, a year later, I went to the range with, with a bunch of tac peas and they all had, like, their cool guy gear on. And I, would, dude, I was wearing just fucking, you know, super basic, like you could consider, one could consider just, like, you know, low-speed fucking, you know, normal, average average guy stuff. And I fucking outshot them all. And there's a very satisfying feeling when you have the, like, the the poorest the poor guy gear but you (laughs) out and you're outperforming yeah but you outperform everyone so is there something to be said about reliable gear dude absolutely you want your gear to be reliable You, you know like in a world where um if it can go wrong it will go wrong yeah you don't want your your shit to fail you when you need it now do you need, like, the Gucci stuff? The fucking name brand? Uh, Cry no. or die. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. I mean, no. No, well, and like, that's, you, you need your shit to work. Dude,
0: and that's what, like, okay, so you look at video, like, some, like, some of the videos that are out there right now from people, like, um, I think one of them is like, uh, Tactical Rifleman, Carl, whatever. He's a former mm-hmm. Green Beret. Right, right, right. And then, um, like, Tim Kennedy, who I think is also a former Green Beret. Uh, yeah. He was a, he's a special a st- ops guy. Or a
1: still uh, um, guard
0: or whatever, but yeah. Uh, but, and, and you look at, like, battle belt they they're still rocking the big thick old old school battle belts they got the the old school taco pouches and stuff like nicer ones but you know still oops thanks espn um but still old school stuff by relative standards and then those guys have obviously been out there they've done it they've seen it they've they've crushed it you know i mean they don't they don't need all that stuff to be no they don't need the new guy guy stuff they,
1: they have the skills to back to back it up right so i
0: mean is it nice like you said yeah i mean everyone wants to feel like they got nice stuff yeah but you don't you don't need the and i'm and this isn't like to 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 rip on anybody but like i know you got like a ronin senshi belt obviously way nicer than what you were issued you know yeah um i run the t-rex arms uh you know orion i'm assuming still while not quite as nice still nicer than what standard issue stuff is um you know condor type gear apologies for the dog somebody's probably here but uh you know i mean you don't need all of that stuff
1: no i would say you know spend spend more of your time actually developing your skills for sure you know like what it's kind of like if you're like a new uh tradesman a new carpenter or whatever uh i mean yeah having having the greatest tools is pretty cool but it's also really embarrassing if you've got fucking really nice tools and you suck at your job i think um for those who follow weightlifting uh what's his name louis simmons at a west side barbell nah, like, i have no idea okay so uh, a phrase that he's you know he's kind of coined is don't have 100 dollars shoes if you got a 10 cent squat
0: <laughs> well and that's i'm sure that's you know uh i mean it applies to a bunch like so and it kind of goes straight into the next point which is you can go straight into stuff like optics right right um where everybody talks about you have to have eotech and aim oh trevor's here what's up dude you just walked in um what's up man you good (laughs) but uh yeah talking about name brand optics right yeah like we were just talking about you know bulletproof pistol optics and stuff right and uh that's now this is something that is really really shit on the internet basically all around and i know trevor and i have talked about this and you and i have talked about this you don't have to have EOTech, Aimpoint, Trigicon, everything to be, like, there's nothing wrong with and Vortex or Hollow Sun. They make, you know, whether it's a Red Dot for your rifle, uh, an LPVO, a lot of companies are catching up with the technology.
1: Yeah, so kind of going back to it, I think uh, actually having, having skill is much more important. However, uh, once again, it goes back to you do want your gear to be reliable and to function uh, you know when when you need it yeah um so oh, you know if if you buy like a, a leupold optic or a trijicon optic uh, i mean you know depending on on uh, the statistics on the reliability perhaps they are more reliable than a more budget-friendly optic i mean i, I don't know you have to look at the data yeah um but it, i I would say it goes back to like focus more on your skill development
0: so i mean i guess like i watched uh what some of the i think it was on the t-rex arms live videos that he did um and and lucas botkin obviously you know great shooter and has used all different kinds of crap everything from steiner to schmidt and bender optics and everything and he likes to shit all over the the vortex uh strike eagle optic um and talks about you know all oh, the guys that shoot for vortex don't even like it and they want to use the viper instead i mean it's whatever they like, well,
1: talk to jerry mitchell like about fucking well, Vortex? but here's the thing like, if
0: you shoot for vortex they're giving you that optic so yeah. you're a, a 600 to 1200 lpvo yeah i i prefer that over the strike eagle like
1: no shit oh well, yeah of course like it's it's a nicer optic i get but it
0: to say that it's it's not a it's a not a usable optic for somebody who's no, absolutely an everyday guy. Yeah, hand, I mean, hand
1: that fucking same optic on a gun to fucking Taryn Butler, you know. It'll I, probably I, I'm, be I'm okay. pretty sure the dude'll fucking shred with it. Yeah. It, I mean, it goes back to skills. Like like if you're a drummer, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, you know, here are some fucking Tom Monks drumsticks and then here are some fucking Ludwig two B drumsticks. Okay, yeah, they're totally different. But a, a skilled drummer will still be able to fucking tear shit open yeah with some piece of shit to be ludwig and, drum and you're, yeah
0: you're not gonna outshoot the optic i mean and if you are you're at that your skill levels at that point then it's a totally different conversation right you know what i mean so and it's the same thing with with red dots right it doesn't have to always be an uh a uh, eotech the aim point t2 while well, it's a fantastic optic yeah. rugged super durable everybody mm. loves it You don't need it. You know, uh, a Vortex Crossfire 2, a Vortex Spark, one of the hollow suns, uh, primary arms, Mm -hmm. you know, are all great companies that make, you know, perfectly suitable uh, red dots Mm -hmm. for the average shooter. They hold a zero. They're durable. There's tons of tests out there for it. I don't really know what what people are getting bent out of shape about. So it doesn't, you know, I, I will say to some extent, if you're talking about pistol mounted optics, up until very recently... Yes, if you wanted something reliable, something that was going to really do the job well, mm-hmm. um, you really did need to be looking at the RMR, yeah, or, RMR the, or, or the Delta, or the Delta, Delta Point. Point.
1: Those are pretty much the, the two yeah, big options for yeah. a long time. Um,
0: and you know now Sig is coming out with their stuff, and Holosun's Holosun, crushing in yeah. the market. Yeah, they are. Um, and, but that's only like the last two years, right. maybe three years. Pre two thousand eighteen, you were really looking at the RMR and the Delta Point Pro, and i mean i got like doctor one of the old school reflex mm-hmm. sites the doctor um d-o-c-t-e-r mm. but that went the way of the dinosaurs for a reason i think it's i know the company went out of business i think or got bought out so that's part of it but
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, they'd they be carrying on the product line if it was that much of a money maker you know what i mean yeah so i mean do your research and and buy something quality but quality is a relative term um it doesn't have to be you know, you don't need to be dropping six hundred, eight hundred dollars on, you know, a basic red dot. I mean, unless you're doing it for for work. If you're a law enforcement and you're looking to buy a red dot, yeah, maybe you want to spend that money. <laughs> you know, because yeah. you're going to be banging that thing around off the cement and right. and all that stuff. I mean, if
1: if you are a working professional and you already have the skill set, then yeah, it totally makes sense. You know, to have a tool that will. That will meet your, uh, your desire.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, and you were just talking about mechanics and stuff, the same thing. Like they buy snap on tools and stuff, um, because they use it every day and they need it every day and they need it to be reliable. Uh, which to that point, I mean, they know what they're doing. Right. Right. You know, for your basic weekend mechanic or whatever that just does like, yeah, you can go ahead and buy all that stuff. It's not going to make you any smarter. No. You know, it's not going to really craftsman is just fine for us. Normal folks that yeah. just puts around on the weekends with shit. So, um, okay. Now, kind of tying into that, military and law enforcement experience is a must for you Mm. to be considered a relevant source.
1: Um, Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, does having military experience or law enforcement experience, I mean, can it help expose you to um, a certain mindset when it comes to uh shooting yeah or or, you know or like that that sort of thing i mean yeah sure it definitely exposes you to the mindset but uh but dude i've i've met plenty of guys in service who can't fucking shoot for shit i I was one of them for a while until i invested a lot of time in my own marksmanship well and even
0: with law enforcement you hear about from people who who are in law enforcement is you just being a police officer does not automatically mean that you're going to end up being a good shooter because
1: nope. nor does it mean that you you're a fucking tactics guru. Yeah, because or, 85 or 90
0: percent of what you end up doing is like you know domestic squabbles or yeah. you know it's just it's not you're not talking about gunfighting
1: no you're same, really not same thing as like attack a p you know our job was close air support right mm-hmm. dude maybe fucking five percent of our job involved practicing shooting yeah you know like mo- most of the other time is you- you've got 30 other skills you need to develop
0: right and that's and uh, and a lot of the books that i've read and and you know podcasts i've listened to you know the field craft podcast does a good job talking about that is um it's one of those things you almost have to take uh you have to really develop on your own because yeah, yeah your your primary job function unless you are a weapons guy yep um you're not your primary focus is you know hey is to be a medic or maybe you're an hvac Mm -hmm. guy or exactly or just you know the the basic weapons training um isn't necessarily going to make you an expert because it doesn't have to your primary function is not to be you know uh, a gunfighter it's really not no um
1: it's it's only a very small part of of uh, you know a job that has a lot of other responsibilities
0: yeah and i and i think that's something everybody has to kind of put into perspective and when i say everybody that i mean you know like literally everybody because the people that post the most sometimes are the ones who are the the veterans who have uh you know kind of try and go out there and oh yeah you, you know you civvies don't understand. I've actually heard that one thrown out, not by anybody who I respect their opinion, but uh, mm. I, I'm like,
1: I don't know that that's really. Yeah, I, I think that's um, very ignorant and very toxic to um, the United States as a, as a whole, if we want to keep our second oh, Amendment, I You mean, know, you, we, we, need, we need numbers. Yeah. We need people who are actually like into the <sighs> firearm culture and, and speak up if, if we want to retain this right. So if, if, uh, there are veterans out there saying like, oh, you know, you've never served, you, you don't know anything. You don't have a fucking right to, to talk about to it, to talk about guns. It was like, dude, all you're doing is just hurting yourself and everyone else. In, well, in ironically, period.
0: this individual, uh, turned around a couple months later when they actually had to deploy and th- their, their primary function was not, uh, they weren't a direct combat, uh, specialty, um. But they were quite vocal in their disdain for having to re-weapons qualify before deploying into the Middle East. Now, it wasn't like one of the hot zones. It wasn't Iraq or Afghanistan. Um, I believe it was like Kuwait or something. But it's you're leaving the continental U.S. It's a to a place where they don't like Americans for it's the most a pre- part.
1: Yeah, it's a pre-deployment requirement.
0: Well, it's a requirement, but, like, I would think you would want to at least be able to shoot straight in a place where it's a realistic expectation that somebody could shoot at you.
1: Yes. Oh, no, it's like a
0: vacation spot over there. Like, yeah, but that also, I mean, that doesn't mean anything. Are you less likely to get shot at? Yes. Does it mean you're not going to get shot at at all? Hell no. I I mean, if I was going to something like that as part of the mill, I would want to... You know, hey, when's the last time you hit the range? Oh, it's been a couple of months. Well, I'm gonna make sure I can, you know, my shit's locked up before I yep. I take off. Duh. Um, yeah.
1: It's it's like your your one last chance before you fucking jump on a plane to mm-hmm. like check your gun and say and, and to make sure like, yeah, you know, it it's it works. Because once you fucking pack that shit up and put it in your contacts... The next time you see it is when you're already fucking overseas. It's too
0: late to do anything about it. If there's something wrong or... Yeah, and that's just... It doesn't even speak to your ability so much as just maintaining your equipment. Right. You know, which again, a lot of private, I guess, private citizens or individuals who never served actually have way more knowledge on, uh, like, weapon maintenance and gear maintenance than some of the people that served. Yeah. Just because, again, it wasn't your primary job function. So, you know, and and you you were even saying earlier, you know, um, you served a lot of people that could hardly you know shoot who could hardly pass qualifications and it's like mm-hmm. well yeah you're yeah. just you're passing that doesn't mean you're excelling i mean, mean shit it. you could get straight c's in high school and, and you're basically pass, a dumbass. Right? but you still got that diploma at the end of your four years we know a bunch of people like that we went to high school with mm-hmm. you know we still talk to some of them so uh, yeah i find it a little bit disingenuous to say that um you have no right to be speaking about this stuff or uh helping anybody else or sharing information with anybody else or teaching tactics or teaching, you know, what, like anything, you know, and I I think teaching is a little bit of a relative term. It's not like I'm passing myself off as a NRA accredited instructor, but do I have friends that have said, Hey, can you show me how this works? Yeah. I'll be more than happy to show you safe weapons handling. You know, that's not, in my opinion, that's not really teaching. I mean, I guess it kind of is, but you know, I've also, like, yes, I own firearms. Yes, I've spent a lot of time with them. Yes, I put a lot of effort and energy into into this and, and mm-hmm. learning the safe and proper way to do stuff. No, I never served in the military. No, I don't work in law enforcement. But, again, it really shouldn't matter.
1: I, I don't think it matters.
0: Um, okay. Ammo debate nine versus 40 versus 45 oh my god because i mean honestly <laughs> like you get you get fucking roasted online all the time uh and you see all the memes about old guys and loving their 1911s and 45 acp Bro, 45
1: kills your soul man yes
0: <laughs> i mean you're not wrong i say i mean i say that comically but um realistically, it's whatever you can shoot well with. Yes, exactly, man. And like, if the ammo shortage right now right. has shown anybody anything, th- that's what fucking matters. Is you have the ammo and you can be effective with it. Now, I mean, we can talk for hours uh, if you want to look at the science behind which right, round yeah. is best and why. Yeah, if, if you want to
1: talk about ballistic differences and you want to talk talk about like you know science and data and shit. Yeah. You know, uh, okay, sure. You you could get down to the nitty gritty of where one would be better, one would be worse, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, I mean, I don't know, what fucking gun do you have? Are you, you know, what caliber is it? Are you good with it? Uh, yeah. you, is ammo available?
0: Well, and up Are until you, recently, that was one of my, I personally, one of my biggest arguments for why any, everybody should shoot 9mm. Oh, it's cheaper, you find it f, and everywhere. Until you now. You know and well, all, you can't everybody can't find fucking nine is, mill anywhere. Everyone's making guns chambered in 9mm. Yeah. yeah, and now you can't find ammo, and Shit! It makes you wish you would have stocked up on all that forty cal that you saw, <laughs> right, you know, dude. gathering dust for the past five years. Because right? oh, only assholes shoot forty. I
1: mean, dude, I, I just went to a you know sports store a few days ago. Like three fifty seven magnums, fucking everywhere. Is it really? Yeah, um, fucking um four five four Casul, fucking I mean, everywhere. I've never
0: even heard of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's. But that's all you I mean, can find is that goofy yeah, shit. Yeah, like pretty
1: much everything other than nine mil and five five six. There's like there's plenty of it.
0: Honestly, yeah. I haven't seen it. shit. Sweet I mean, you, like even hunting stuff starting to come by. Like 270 Weatherby or Winchester or whatever. 270, you can yeah. find that, you can find like Mosin, you know, all kinds of weird yeah. stuff. But you can't even slugs. Like a box of slugs that used to be like $6 is now like 25. You mm-hmm. know, for a 12 gauge and right. it's like really that's where we're at. I mean, at least you're starting to, be able to at least find buckshot. But the only thing you've been able to consistently find is the crappy birdshot target ammo you aren't going to do mm-hmm. anything with. And it's like, man, yeah. So it really, it really puts in perspective that you don't. It doesn't necessarily matter, you know. No, there, you there's <laughs> pros and cons to all to all the choices. Yeah,
1: I think people they they give this uh, argument way too much attention. Personally, um,
0: yeah, you know, and I think it's just it's you shoot what you got, man. Like
1: uh, yeah, so a pistol is going to be shot between zero and what, like. M- fucking maximum what, 50 yards
0: should be yeah like the like
1: goddamn maximum <laughs> you should you be. know 9 40, 45 people I mean, that take shots whatever. past
0: that i really kind of i start to question like yeah. is it absolutely necessary if you have nothing else like, i mean I if mean, you're at the
1: range and you're like dicking around and you want to do a hundred yard shot you know i mean whatever but. yeah
0: but it doesn't really i mean
1: yeah you look at
0: stuff like 40 and 45 i guess uh 357 sig yeah um <laughs> 10 millimeter i guess those guys are like a very rare breed of, in my opinion stupid
1: but they're all about it dude yeah oh mean, like, no if you meet a 10 mil guy like he's all about 10 millimeters. i
0: when i okay yeah. so I, I work in financing i'm not going to say where but in my previous employer we had a, <laughs> I had a customer that i talked to all the time and he was a 10 mil guy and i was like why do you carry that he's like Well, you ever seen those memes about, hey, if there's an intruder who's hiding behind the, he's hiding behind the fridge in your neighbor's house, (laughs) you can shoot him with this. I'm like,
1: that's
0: (laughs) the dumbest thing I've ever heard, you know? But it, yeah, 10 mil guys are, they're like 357 SIG guys. And I have one friend who's all about 357 SIG. And Ryan, if you're listening, fuck yourself. (laughs) Uh, Because he hates 9 millimeter and he loves his 357 SIG. And I'm like, why? You know? But um,
1: I, I personally don't give a shit. Like if it's readily available, I'll shoot it. now I, I have enough time behind a gun to where you know I, I can handle different recoils and and shit like that like to you me it's not big, out. to yeah. me it's not a big deal. If you are a much if you're much newer to the game and like you're still kind of skittish with recoil and and all that shit. Yeah, you probably should not be shooting like a 357 Magnum. You know, you should probably it's start gonna with like It's not
0: going to be a good beginner No, experience. no, you should start <laughs> with
1: like something, you know, much more tame. 22
0: three eighty, nine yeah. 9mm. But
1: it, but if you've been shooting a while, you know how to handle recoil, it comes to a point where like caliber's really not that big of a deal. If you have it, fucking shoot it.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, if that's what if that's what you have and that's what you can find, um, and for the most part, a lot of companies when they talk about producing a new handgun to market, they look at What's the, the biggest calibers? Like uh, when Smith and Weston released the shield, it came out first in nine millimeter and 45. Mm-hmm. and it i think a year or two years later they finally make it in 40 because 40 was losing so much traction in the market because mm-hmm. you started uh the fbi i think had started announcing that they were moving away from 40 they, they moved
1: back to nine mil i think yeah. yeah uh
0: law enforcement started moving away from 40 because everything yep. moves like you're saying before right it moves in waves moves in trends so mm-hmm. um and you do see that when when um like socom made the move um away from the the beretta m9 Mm -hmm. and everyone's like oh they're going with glock you know or they're gonna go with whatever and the sig m17 one and everybody's like sig fanboy Mm -hmm. and it's like why is that is it a good yeah it's probably a good good firearm but does that mean you should throw away your glock 17 and -no, no not really i mean but everyone runs out and grabs it just like you know um shit the uh um the new rifle that got adopted people are going to run out and and, and buy that mm-hmm. you oh, know yeah. and it's like why yes yeah,
1: so, i was some people they're they're more of just like hobbyists, you know um military enthusiasts so whatever the military gets uh it, it's just more of like a hobby to them you know they they like to match match the gear you know like the clone Uh, copiers or whatever whatever dude clone
0: people like oh my god cloners (laughs) cloners are like the scourge of the gun world because they took like perfectly and trevor's like giving me the the stink eye right now but like yours is like yours is an inspired build it's different like cloners that that like that ten dollar broom handle knight's armament vertical grip that everybody was like eh it's kind of trash that used to be like eight ten bucks on ebay yeah because i bought one for ten bucks for my dad a couple years back um is now like a 45 dollars vertical grip because supply and demand you know these old knights rails that everyone you know back in the early days of the war on terror were like okay these things are kind of shit
1: mm-hmm. they're heavy
0: as fuck and i don't like them now it's like oh you can clone that son you can get 180 dollars for that bad boy and it's like this thing was beat to piss it looks like it could fucking uh, fall off the gun God. and people are gonna pay the money for it because it's clone correct
1: yeah to taste their own man you know, if that's what gets their fucking dick hard, yeah, I mean, go for it.
0: And some guys, it really does. Yeah. Now, I will say there is, I mean, it's cool. Clothing's cool. It is. I'm just not going to put out seven grand to build a gun that should probably cost about 1100 bucks, And yeah. it doesn't stack up to the technology we have today.
1: Yeah. I mean, do you have that
0: into your gun already? Stop it. do <laughs> we <we'll> talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't um, know. Okay, next. Uh,. All right, and we kind of we talked about this earlier, and this is probably going to spiral into a couple different things, but the one I had written down was uh, because this what everybody does, and I'm super guilty of it. Super Uh, speed reloads versus efficient reloads, like the
1: define efficient reload.
0: Okay, so it's all over the gram. Is just how fast you can do that Mm. that one reload one drill, and that's all everybody's like, man, dude, look how fast he is, but.
1: Dude, that I, shit fucking bugs me.
0: When it comes down to it, like you, you got to feed the gun, right? So, it, are you really getting anything done by going as fast as you can if you, you just need to feed the gun, right? Okay, so un- speed's not yeah, bad. Here, here's here's but my efficiency is paramount. opinion. Yeah,
1: reloads, uh, speed reloads are not as fucking important as the gram <laughs> makes it out to be. Right. Like if you need ammo, reload your fucking gun. Yeah. Period. You know, like, I, I I, don't see what the fucking big hype is. Now, okay, however, if you are a sports shooter and, like, no shit, the difference between you fucking getting first place and second place is, like, fractions of a goddamn oh, second. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I get it, dude. Yes, fucking speed reloads are, like, that's going to make or break you. But if this is more of a the self-defense scenario, you know, you— Pretty much, you you can still carry on a daily basis. You go to the gun range every once in a while, and that's that's the extent of you, you know, mm-hmm. your your uh, your your shooting or whatever. I don't think you need to fucking dump hours and hours and hours. And Negating fractions of a second off of fucking reloading. It's crushing time. my I soul think, right now. Waste of goddamn time. I've
0: wasted so much time. <laughs> I have, and I'm not even good at it. <laughs> That's the shit part. Is I'm not even good at it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I try. I try to be. Uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, and I think it's like we were saying earlier uh, before we were recording. Under in context. I think that it it serves a purpose to help build those, like, neuro connections mentally and that when you're under stress, mm-hmm. you have that muscle memory to fall back on. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're under stress, you're going to be slower. Yep. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So I think, maybe, that's why people
1: stress it so much. And it's almost better if you go a little bit slower under stress. Yeah. You know, because, like, we were talking about this earlier, dude. Once you get fucking stressed out, scared, nervous, anxious, whatever, like, all of your little fucking fine motor skills, you know, you're... Fucking little pussy ticklers here. Like (laughs) they they don't move that well. Yeah. You know, you get frozen up. And the only thing that, that works left is like your strong, confident, bold movements. Mm -hmm. So I think it's better to focus more on just getting, getting a reload without hiccups, even if it is a little bit slower.
0: Well, and it's the same thing. So, you know, we talk reload drills, um, you know, the, uh, like transitions, you know mm-hmm. I will say uh, transitions are important mm-hmm. um, but again it, the efficiency is what matters the most more than um, how quickly uh, and so uh, I mean I, again it's one of those things in context yeah you want to get the the, yeah. the next gun up as fast as you can but it's different because people try to r- run these things like it's a competition drill. so and,
1: this is actually where um, I made I may vouch for speed. So when it comes to a transition, okay, when would someone transition, right? What's like the likely scenario? So you have your, your rifle up and you are actively shooting with your rifle. Why would someone then transition to a pistol, which is a less effective firearm? Usually the scenario is I'm up. I am shooting. Something happened which has now prevented my rifle from firing. In that event, I am likely still in the open, right? I'm not behind cover or concealment. So if I want to continue getting suppression on whatever I'm shooting at, I'm going to want to, as fast as fucking possible, get my secondary up, lay suppression down until I can move to some type of cover and concealment, so i can get my primary back up and running right so i think there is something to be said about a very rapid um transition
0: yeah and it's it's not that it's not important i just think that you know that's something that everyone freaks out and um just really just stresses you have to be super duper fast with the reloads and the transitions you know mm-hmm. it's uh, you know um around on the rifle uh, transition the pistol, one round, reload, reholster. You know what I mean? Like some of these.
1: Um, Almost like sporadic.
0: Like these regurgitated. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, just like, super. There's no,
1: there's no real thought to it. There's no context to it. I mean,
0: I get that you, you, you know, I, I get that there's a certain amount of context, I guess. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But like, it's, I, I don't know. Sometimes you see these drills and it's like, is this really to build uh, defensive? and tactical shooting proficiency, or is this something that was like molested from the, the competition shooting world? Um, and, and again, it it probably just mostly comes back to like, you know, uh, reloads is how fast you can reload. Honestly, I, I I think that you need to be proficient and efficient and speed is a factor like anything Mm -hmm. else. Uh, but it's, You know, I think some people uh, worry so much about just jumping straight into how fast can I go.
1: I think more important than being able to reload fast, which uh, I don't know why this isn't fucking important, probably because it's not cool, is get the fuck out of the way. You know, like find cover, find concealment, move your fucking body. I see so many people on on social media, whenever they dry fire, whenever they, they practice or at the range. Now I understand if it's an indoor range, you have movement, you know, restrictions. Yeah. Um, but think about it. If you're standing out in the open, right, you are an open target and it's pretty goddamn easy to get shot. So more important than just standing there in the middle of the fucking open, re reloading your gun dude fucking move get down hit the goddamn floor like lay down
0: make yourself a harder target to hit yeah
1: move to to cover yeah you know if available concealment you know if you can't find cover but like having planted feet and and not moving
0: fastest uh, way to get shot
1: yeah yeah dude exactly
0: um okay next uh compact guns aren't worth carrying so uh, talking about like mm. the P365, 43X, Glock 43, MMP Shield, because um, you're not cool guy tactical unless you carry a Glock 19. Unless you
1: carry a full sized pistol.
0: Well, that's the thing I see everywhere. Everyone carries you know the 17, either Glock 17, Glock 19, Sig P320. You mm-hmm. know, Whatever, like man. that that larger frame gun because you need to have all those rounds to stay in the fight. And it's like, well. I get it, yeah. But realistically, so, right?
1: I mean, is is it nice to always have a full size gun with you, like to have it available? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you know. Let's say in the event you actually need to draw a, a firearm, you want to be able to draw a fucking fire breathing dragon if you can. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you want whatever you can to, well, to win the fight, and I get that. Sure, but it also comes down to like what's realistic so i, I mm-hmm. work i work in in a formal business setting and so do you yeah you know is it do you think we can get away with carrying fucking full-size guns in business attire i i dude i can't have f- no way i fucking can you man. tried for a while didn't you i that, tried for a big while ass 1911 yeah, you were dear, i, I tried, but like now i, I carry a p365 every single day and i never have a single issue concealing it yeah
0: and i think with the the developments in technology mm-hmm. and just better shooting technique and stuff you can be as effective with a smaller gun um because realistically and again unless you're in law enforcement your your main responsibility is to get yourself away from the fight defend yourself but to get the hell out of there like you're not supposed to be the one chasing down the bad guy these are defense literally defensive firearms yep that's it you know you need to be accurate and yes with the advancements we have now you can hold more ammunition right the the shield arms magazines and the 43x i can rock 15 plus one just like your
1: glock 19 yeah dude with my p365 i can carry 10 in the mag one in the pipe right and then i've got a fucking 15 extendo extendo mag mag. i got a 15 (laughs) fucking mag backup yeah and it's like, that's a really small gun.
0: Right. So, I mean, and yeah. even to an extent, if okay, so you even look at like the 43 in the shield where you're rocking seven, eight, nine rounds. That yeah. is still enough for the most part to to handle what you got to handle. And if you yeah. got to reload, you got to reload. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's not like you're rocking a five-shot revolver. You know, I wouldn't feel comfortable with five rounds. Am I comfortable with 10 or 15? Yeah. Right. I'm, well, more comfortable anyways. I mean... So to say that, you know, when people look at it, like, oh, those guns really aren't effective. Like, well, uh, that's a pretty relative statement, you know. I mean, yeah, if I was someplace where I effective? needed... Yeah, if, if I needed to reach out more than, like, the what you were saying earlier, 10, 15 feet, you know, like, maybe I you live you probably out just on
1: fucking a, retreat if that's if Well, that's the that case. or if
0: you live someplace out where, you know, you're on a ranch or yeah, something. You know what I mean? Right. Then you're probably not concerned with concealed carry. You're probably open carrying and All day it's day long, probably dude. not an issue yeah you know i think of the show for whatever reason i think of the show longmire that guy carried it you know i think it was either a high power or a 1911 and it's like mm-hmm. yeah you're out in the wide open you don't need to worry about it it's not that big of a deal like no so um yeah so whatever you got man rocket uh i would still that said i would still support some of these newer firearms um the 43x the 48 the p365 mm-hmm. not the Springfield Hellcat. I won't ever recommend Springfield to anybody ever again. My wife owns one and I think it's awful, but I digress. Um, okay. Shotguns are useless.
1: Bro, a shotgun will like take a fucking chunk off of your body
0: well because here's the thing you see a lot of these guys talk, oh yeah the shotgun's not effective because it it, 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 <laughs> it it doesn't have the range of an ar it doesn't well, have the okay, capacity of okay, a handgun sure. right. so but because it does have some shortfalls and it's not yeah. as intuitive as a magazine fed weapon that it's it's useless you shouldn't own one it's not good for defense you Dude, can't do anything with it so i
1: mean you know so every every tool has um an intended use right right so like uh, the p365 you know that that is a tool that has an intended use a 16 inch ar that's a tool that has an intended use of where it's best at Mm -hmm. a shotgun dude indoor home defense all fucking day long well and it's you you do have to train with it
0: more so i would say just like probably more than any other platform because of the manual of arms that goes into, you know, you got to dump around to load a slug in or right. go to buckshot from a slug. Or, you know, I mean, there's, there's a fair amount of, of thought that has to go into it. You know, it's the, it, it is the thinking man's weapon. Um, but yeah, I personally, I'm not good with a shotgun. I'm not that great with any weapon, but least of all a shotgun. Mm. Um, but I, I do to, to your point, I think that to say that it's pretty trash other than for, to uh, to quote some, I, I uh, fucking love shotguns. To man. quote some influencers, uh <laughs> short of breaching, it's basically useless. I, I don't think that that's the army. If that was the case, the army wouldn't be issuing them as like regular duty weapons the way that they do. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So, once again, man, time and place. So it's, like yeah. it's situationally dependent. You know where does the where does the shotgun fucking shine? And that is mm-hmm. indoor. Like, yeah, I mean yeah, uh, indoor double lot
0: buck. I mean, you don't have the, the, uh, over penetration issues that you have with a lot of, uh, you know, full metal jacket rounds, mm-hmm. whether it's from an AR or a handgun. So yeah, you live in the suburbs. Yeah. Uh, y- you're going to do a lot less damage to your bystanders mm-hmm. with some double op buck or, or whatever the, you know, than you will with a nine millimeter slug, uh, you know, five, five, six, 300 blackout, mm-hmm. whatever that, you know, you miss that bitch is traveling a ways or God forbid you, you actually right. use a slug. Right. A twelve gauge slug, then you're yeah. really gonna have a bad day when you miss. Or I
1: mean, let's say like you live in an apartment, right? Dude, yeah. If you whip out a fucking AR in an apartment, that that bullet is most likely going through the wall.
0: Well, it's because it's probably gonna go through whoever you just shot. If you're yeah, it's close. gonna go
1: through the person you just got, who just shot, and probably through the wall. Yeah, a- and those walls aren't
0: yeah. uh, unit to unit. Aren't it's not like brick. Right, it's no. usually just insulation no. and drywall or sheetrock right. or something. There's not a whole ton there to stop that round. Yeah,
1: and that that's the cool thing about a shotgun when it comes to um, like round diversification. Yeah, you know, like what what type of shells are available to the shotgun? I mean, really, the sky's a limit. Oh yeah, like I've seen motherfuckers make shells out of crayons.
0: I've seen that too. You melt melt them down. You make little (laughs) pellets and stuff. Yeah, or like you can take your knife out and you can cut the bottom of the casing on like a on buckshot and it's an improvised slug. Yeah, you know, because it'll send the the wadding and everything downrange with it. I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of versatility there that you don't get with other firearms. So there's something to be said for knowing how to, you know, use a shotgun.
1: Yeah, I I love them. I mean, am I as good with a shotgun as I am with a pistol and a rifle? No, no. I'm not because I don't practice it that much. Right. But I, I still, I, I dig shotguns.
0: For sure. Um, okay, last point. This isn't really like a fallacy or anything. I just want to just made a point on the list. It's just the the community standards within the, the, the gun community, gun culture. I think you're starting to see more people pushing towards supporting each other and, and helping each other grow, learn. Um, especially right now with classes and ammunition being so limited so going digital is kind of the way of mm-hmm. things um, but just the amount of just assholes that want to call people out for not you know, why, why aren't you carrying appendix why aren't you going fast enough uh, why aren't you running a red dot oh well here just bought this new rifle oh that's trash like well okay but they just spent $700 on this Palmetto AR because it's all they can find right no. now maybe instead of just trying to roast them for not buying BCM or whatever, or Arrow, or yeah. whatever
1: manufacturer. So, just my my opinion. Um, if the gun community does not become more supportive and operate, you know, more as as a team, um, I think eventually the the two A is just going to be whittled away and watered down to where it's just fucking nothing left, you know, or not not much left. You know, there there needs to be support. Now, does it mean like, you know, you, you you can't fucking bust someone's balls every once in a while and talk shit and have fun and joke yeah. around? Yeah, that's, that's totally fine, man. But at the end of the day, you know, regardless of, of what we're joking around about, we need to all be able to, you know, stand up for uh, firearm ownership or we are 100% going to lose it. Yeah. Starting with semi-automatic rifles
0: and that's right now yep. probably more reality than it's been in yeah the past i mean biden 10, just years. said
1: he wants assault rifles which is essentially your, your semi your semi-automatic rifle yeah and um what he considers high capacity anything magazine. over like five rounds yeah essentially anything over five or ten or whatever fucking magical number they just pulled out of their ass
0: yeah that they deem to be over right. the, the quote-unquote Acceptable right. capacity normal yeah. capacity.
1: Yeah, so I think that's that's where the the fight needs to happen right now and we need to focus much more of our energy on on uh unifying yeah. and fighting back that enemy.
0: And and doing it through building positive experiences, both digitally yes. and, and and personally, and bringing
1: more people into the community. Yeah, Don't And that,
0: that's not going to happen by being by roasting each other like dicks on right. on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah.
1: The, yeah, the more people we can get interested in firearms, the the more likely it is we'll be able to keep our firearms.
0: Yeah, and I, I always think about like a pyramid scheme. You know, if you bring in one guy right. who's a new gun owner and has a good experience, he's yep. going to tell three friends yeah. who are going to then have questions and want to have a positive experience, who are then gonna, Gonna tell, yeah, you know, e- th-
1: even if they're like fucking, um you know, they disagree with you politically, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say like they're they're totally on, you know, they're they're totally liberals when it comes to politics. If you can just get them supportive when it comes to self protection and owning a firearm, yeah, I mean. I would just kind of desensitize that, yeah. some of that
0: stigma that's out yeah. there about the, the you know, oh. we just had like assault weapons and everything. Right. So. All right, man. Uh, I mean, that's, that's what I had for my list. I think that kind of hits on a lot of what we're seeing, you know, today. So, uh, I was happy to get your thoughts on it. It sounds like we're kind of on the same page with most of it. And, uh, hopefully if you guys are out there listening, this, uh, at least strikes some chords with you. Maybe, maybe you disagree. If you do. Cool. Uh, you know hit us on Instagram, let us know, uh, email us prepared.mindset.podcast at gmail. Let us know. I'd love to, to get some, you know, listener feedback and we can discuss that on the next episode. Uh, that's all we got for you guys tonight. Uh, make sure you guys are staying warm out there with this crazy weather we're having across the continental U S uh, train and as always be prepared.